Welcome, everybody, to the Jason and Cole It's Father Son Thing podcast. My name is Cole, and I'm here with my dad, Jason. And uh, this week's episode, we're talking strictly Mets as usual. <laughs> and we did something a little different this week. We uh, went on to uh, some Facebook groups that um, we follow on, of course, Facebook. And we asked Mets fans to give us some topics since spring training is just starting. And we wanted to kind of get a feel out there of what Mets fans wanted to hear about. So with having said that, let's go ahead and start with one of the first questions, which we were already going to talk about, um, Jacob DeGrom's contract. And who was the the fan that asked us about that goal? Jeff from Orlando asked us about DeGrom's contract. Jeff from Orlando. So we appreciate you reaching out, Jeff, and asking us to touch on that and for those of you that don't know, which you should if you're a Mets fan, Jacob DeGrom has drew a line in the sand and said that negotiation for his contract will not continue after spring training. Once the season starts, he doesn't want to negotiate, so he wants the contract to be finished before the season starts, and I don't blame him for that. You don't want to be negotiating during the season and you know be a distraction, so... To answer Jeff's question, um, signing Jacob DeGrom is a must. Now, this is an interesting scenario that's planned out because I believe that, what's our GM's name? Brody. 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 He, uh, <laughs> Van Wagenwagen. We don't know. We don't know. Van Wagenwagen. Van We don't know how to say his name, so it's Brody. But I believe Brody was Jacob DeGrom's agent before Brody became the Mets general manager. Mm. So Brody had to pass, you know, Jacob DeGrom off to another agent within the same company who's now representing Jacob DeGrom. So Brody understands totally what's going on with Jacob and why he wants this contract to get done. And it's going to be real interesting to see if they get this contract done before the season starts. Now... I believe, as I do think a lot of Mets fans feel, that if he is not signed before spring training... It'll be a um, it'll be a major difference in how we play this season. I don't think it'll be a major difference on how DeGrom plays, because DeGrom is a competitor, and he's going to go out there and compete. And there's even talks about if he doesn't get signed before the season starts that he may want to tell the Mets that to reduce his innings so he doesn't wear himself out so he can get another contract in the future if he doesn't get hurt. But he's such a competitor that I don't even think DeGrom would even want to do that. But what I was going to say, the real thing is with this and how Mets fans feel is if they don't sign DeGrom before the season starts, then that's a direct reflection on the ownership. And Mets fans, we follow you guys. We read your comments. Mets fans do not like ownership, you know, and, and, and there's many reasons why they don't like ownership. But right here is the telling point. This is going to tell Mets fans once and for all what will the Will Pawns are about. If you don't sign Jacob DeGrom coming off a Cy Young Award winning season, Last season. Um, I think, how old is Jacob DeGrom? About. 31, Yeah, 32, he's in his 30s. 32 years old. 
he doesn't have a lot of strain on his innings on his arm because he, he didn't start as a pitcher. Um, he was a, you know, a, a position player in the past, and then he became a pitcher. So he's already recovered from Tommy John surgery and came back. So 32, if we don't sign him coming off a Cy Young Award winning season, and he wants to be in New York, he wants to be a New York Met. If we don't sign him to a contract extension, that's a direct reflection on the Will Ponds, and there's no excuse for it. No excuse whatsoever. Jacob DeGrom seems like the type of player that not only would sign with the Mets, but would possibly sign with the Mets for a little less than he could possibly get somewhere else just to help the Mets organization so they could sign other players to win. Jacob DeGrom's a star, and you cannot allow Jacob DeGrom to go into the season without this behind him. Also, you have other pitching situations coming up. You know, I believe Mats will be a free agent. You know, you only got a couple years left with Syndergaard, um, you know, Wheelers. Vargas, you, which we'll get into yeah, later. Yeah, we'll get into Vargas later, but... You've got to sign Jacob DeGrom before the season starts. Get it done. No questions asked. If it's not done before the season starts, the Will Ponds, I can't defend you anymore. I, I just can't. I mean, you've you got to take care of your own. And who else are you going to sign? It's a Cy Young Award winning pitcher. Exactly. You've got to sign him. He wants to be a Met. He's asking to stay in New York. Sign Jacob DeGrom. What do you think? I think after watching an interview with Brody saying that he's still negotiating with DeGrom, I, I agree with you. Like he, If he wants to stay in the Mets, that's, that's what Brody should give to him. And he's a Cy Young winning but See, that's the pitcher. thing. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. I don't think it's Brody. If Brody wants to sign him, who wouldn't want to sign the Cy Young Award-winning pitcher to a contract extension? Exactly. It, but he may not have the power to sign him because the Will Ponds ain't signing off on it. And that's the only excuse that this doesn't get done before the season starts. It obviously isn't DeGrom's side. DeGrom wants to sign. So, you know, Brody, he may regret, regret taking this job if he doesn't get to sign DeGrom before the season starts because... He may not have the power to do it. And that's going to, like I said, reflect on the Will Ponds. I believe it's going to get done in my heart. I mean, that's just what I believe. So we'll see. We'll be able to, I'm sure we'll touch on this many more times on weeks to come. Mm -hmm. But I believe Jacob DeGrom will be uh, a Met for many, many years. And, and I agree with you. And I, I totally do. And I think it'll get done before the season starts. But if it doesn't, Will Pond, you got some explaining to do. I can't argue with that. I agree with that. All right. So our next question um, was from who? Walter from New Jersey asked about if we signed Harper, what would we think? Okay. So this is very interesting because we touched on this an episode or two ago. And... Both Cole and I's take on Harper was forget about him. He's a cancer to the or he's a cancer to teams. You know, he's a prima donna. He's arrogant. You know, yada yada yada. We've we've said this before. Yeah. Now, a couple weeks later, 
He still ain't signed with nobody else. It's interesting. You know, because if you sign Bryce Harper right now... Like, then we're going to have too many outfielders. No. Well, yeah, but it's not a bad problem to have. I mean, if you sign Harper and you got Harper, Conforto, and Nemo, and McNeil getting some reps, you've got a dominant outfield. And then Cespedes comes back. Now you got Cespedes in the lineup with Harper, with Conforto, and then the possible DH coming into play. You know, it's um, very interesting. It could be a dominant lineup. So, it's, I don't think it's going to happen, but, you know, it, it's, it's a possibility. So, I asked Walter to, you know, what he thought about a, long, um, a long-term contract. And Walter, you know, he doesn't agree with long-term contracts. And, and that's the same thing we said last episode is we don't agree with signing anybody to a long-term contract anymore because they always end up getting hurt and it doesn't work out. But <coughs> suspect. <laughs> um, but, you know, what he was saying was maybe a four-year deal with a two-way option. Um, you know, giving them out after three years if things don't go to plan. You know, be creative. And, and Walter's thing is, who doesn't want to play in New York? Now, I agree with with um, Walter that, you know, if we're going to do it, it needs to be a creative contract, something to lure him in. Yes, everybody, we think everybody wants to play in New York. I don't know that everybody necessarily wants to play for the Mets, but um, it is a big stage. It is a lot of opportunities for, you know, endorsement deals and stuff like that. Um, But I think we're getting to the, the point this close to spring training games, you know, getting ready to kick off that, you know, there's a possibility of maybe signing them to a one-year contract, sign them to a one-year deal, you know, good money for a one-year deal and, or maybe a two-year deal with the, you know, the option of opting out after year one. But if, if, if he's not getting the money and the offers that he thinks he deserves now, well, why not sign a one-year deal deal for that much money you think you should make and then try it again next year in free agency, especially if the DH you know, is put into place so maybe more teams um, willing to you know invest that type of investment over the long-term years. But, you know, Cole and I both said we wouldn't be mad if the Mets got Harper. We're just not big Bryce Harper fans. Um, you know, I've read a little bit about the Nationals, and you know, I don't. The Nationals are looking at it like they ain't even gonna miss him. Now they're gonna miss him. I mean, you take that bat out of the lineup, it's they're gonna be hurting a little bit. But I don't know. You know, if if you have like we said in the past episode, if you have Harper. And you're sitting McNeil and you're sitting Nemo. Yeah, they're probably not going to put up the power numbers that a Harper would. And it wouldn't be as, you know, if you had Cespedes and Harper, Conforto and Cano and Alonzo. And, you know, if McNeil was at third, you've, you've got a dominant lineup with a lot of power 
that's going to be hard for any pitching staff to deal with. So it's a long shot, but I agree with Walter. It's worth a shot. I mean, if you're trying to win now, if you're really trying to win, Wilpon, again, this is going back to you, Wilpon. If you're trying to win, give Brody the power and let him do what he needs to do to get things done. If not, then we're just going to support our team and hope for the best. But I'd like to see it as long as that's not a long-term deal. And Walter agreed with that. I like Walter's creativity with his, you know, what he was saying. Yeah. Um, so, Cole, if the Mets were to sign Harper on a creative deal, would you be good with it? No. No? I would not. You would not be good because, with it? Because, like, like you said a couple minutes ago, and like we both said a couple episodes ago, he's a cancer to the team. He would be. He brings everybody down, and he thinks just he's the best. He thinks he can do it by himself. But no, he can't. He needs a team that won't be cancerous, if that's even a word. I'm making that a word. <laughs> it, that can't, that won't be mean or disrespectful to his team. We don't need that in our lineup. We already have a good team, too. Okay, and, so, and, and I like the fact that you're... I'm stick- sorry, Walter, but I have to disagree. All right, well, there's no problem. That's part of podcast. Everybody has their opinion, and you're allowed to have it, and I don't necessarily disagree with you. So I stick by, you know, if they sign him, well, then I hope he's not a cancer, and I hope he does is a good teammate, and I hope he isn't fighting with his teammates in the dugout. and Or fighting with other teams. Well, if you get hit by a pitch and protect yourself. I ain't got no problem with that. But um so what's the the next no this is a good one. Yeah. Uh, we touched on this before and so um, Robert asked about our fifth starter, Jason Vargas. Alright. Well Robert, um thanks for the question. Um hopefully you'll listen and you'll go back and listen to past episodes. Um I am not a Jason Vargas fan. Uh, we have too good of a pitching staff to be relying on Jason Vargas to be our fifth starter. I can agree with that. I can. Now, having said that, he did have a better second half of the year. I do understand that, you know, Mickey Calloway, and Mickey Calloway saying all the right things right now. You know, we're, we're here to win. We didn't use him right. You know, once we got his innings under control and he was working every fifth day, you know, he turned it around, yada, 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 whatever. He throws too slow. He's inconsistent. He's not what he once was. But we need to sign another pitcher. We need to sign another starting pitcher. I can agree with that. And also. we have a couple of options that um, he brought up of possible pitchers to sign. And we're going to tell you that right now. His his stats weren't that good in 2018. Who, Jason Vargas? Yeah, he had seven wins and nine losses. He, his ERA was 5.77. I mean, that's pretty good. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not? 5.77? Oh. Okay, <laughs> so, you know, this is part of our podcast is you learning baseball. Do you, Do you know what ERA is? Uh, not really, no. It's earn run average, okay? Oh, five a game? So over, yeah, so over the course of the season, innings pitched, calculations, 
you know, earned run average went 5.77. So that's not very good. Um, His career ERA is 4.27. Yeah. So what is uh, one of the options that was brought up of this um, Mets? What was this Mets fan's name again? Uh, Robert. Robert. You sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Robert um, brought up was Gio Gonzalez. Gio Gonzalez. I feel like he could be a good fifth starter for us. What was Gio Gonzalez's numbers last year? His numbers last year were 10 wins and 11 losses. What's his ERA? 4.21. I mean, it's better than Vargas's. Better than Vargas's. His career is 3.69, so that's... He has a little higher ceiling. He's a left-hander. Yeah. I don't know. Is Vargas a left-hander? Right-hander. Can't I remember. think he's right. I, he? I didn't even watch games. No, he's left. He's left. I didn't even want to watch Vargas pitch. That's how pissed off I was when he was pitching. Gio Gonzalez, I guess you could say, is a switch because he throws lefty, but he bats righty. Yeah, a lot of pitchers do that, though. Now, here's another learning experience for you. Why would a left handed pitcher bat right handed? He would do. I, I don't know. I don't have a clue. <laughs> Wait, no, yeah, no, I don't have a clue. So a left-handed pitcher that bats right-handed. A right-handed pitcher that bats left-handed. Why do you think that is? Um, I don't know. I don't know either. I was just saying <laughs> if you knew. <laughs> I know it like this, you know, if you're a right-handed pitcher, like some people, uh, some people are just naturally you know, are more comfortable on one side of the plate. I don't ever like the pitcher that, say you're a left-handed pitcher, but you batted right-handed. I didn't like that because that exposes your pitching arm in the batter's box. Yeah. Your left arm is in the front. So, I, your left shoulder's in the front. I don't yeah, because like if it gets hit, it's going to yeah. be But there's a lot of pitchers that, that seem to do that. Um, What was the other pitcher's name that, Oh, uh, Dallas Kekel, I think, from the Astros. Yes, and that's the one I believe he he would like the Ooh. most. So what is his numbers? So in 2017, he had 14 wins and five losses. What, did he pitch in 18? Yeah, he had 12 wins and 11 losses. So he still has... What's his ERA? 2.90. There 20- you go. In that's 20- our guy. In 2017, but 3.74 in... 2018, but Will, that's that's still good. Will Pond, listen to the Mets fans. We know what we're talking about. Dallas Keekle, that's who we Is need. Is that how you say his name? I don't. I Dallas Keekle. 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 I don't know. Anyway, sign that guy. Yeah, Dallas. Please, we don't know. Uh, we don't know last names real good. We don't need no Bryce Harper. We need <laughs> Dallas Keekle. <laughs> Matter of fact, sign <laughs> Dallas Keekle and bring back Bartolo Colon. Just so he can pinch hit every once in a while. <laughs> so we can see him stand there and not swing. <laughs> Hell, at this point, I would even be okay with him bringing back Bartolo Colon as the fifth starter over Jason Vargas. But yeah. that's... Uh, Dallas Kiko, just just bring him to the Mets. So we agree with you. We think the, the Mets... Not only... Here's a problem. Mickey Calloway came out and said, Jason Vargas is the fifth starter, and there's not a competition for it. What? <laughs> what? Exactly. There's no competition in camp? Are you kidding me? What kind of comment is that, Mickey Calloway? 
Everybody should be competing for a position. What kind of coach says you're autom- the only person that's got an automatic position on the team, as far as I'm concerned, is Noah Syndergaard and Jacob DeGrom. Everybody else has got to go out in spring training and earn their 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 right to start. Come on now, Mickey Calloway. That is his last name, right? I think. <laughs> yeah, it is. Mickey Calloway, you can't say that, man. You can't say Jason Vargas is our fifth starter. Well, we all know he's our fifth starter, Mickey. We need somebody better. Like Dallas Keuchel. Bring somebody in, Brody. Like maybe Gio Gonzalez even, but not freaking Jason Vargas. And, and listen. No. We'll eat our words. Trust me. We'll eat our words after three, four weeks into the season that Vargas starts off hot. Hey, we'll, we'll support you, Jason Vargas. If you're our fifth starter, trust me when I tell you, Cole and I will be rooting for you to win. We never want to see the Mets lose. Exactly. However, you need some dang competition in the lineup. You can't just be given the fifth starter. Nobody, nobody, no. <laughs> Name me another manager that's na- automatically named their fifth starter. Come on now. There's got to be competition in camp. You can't just say, that's our fifth starter. You may have somebody plugged in as your fifth starter, but if you ain't got some uh, other players there competing for that spot, then there's something wrong with the organization. There should always be competition in camp. I mean, there's competition at every position. We have so many infielders. We got enough outfielders. Keon Broxton and Laguerre is going to be battling for what I hope. <laughs> Somebody put um, the projected lineup on, on Facebook, on one of the Mets groups that I follow, and they said... It was a projected lineup was pretty much what we figured it would be. But center fielder was Lagares and Keon Broxton. And yeah, I, yeah. No, I commented, I hope this is the ninth inning. Like, Keon Broxton and Lagares, no, they're not, they, no, they should not be our starting center fielder. No. Oh. That should be okay. Nemo, Conforto, and, well, Seth, when Cespedes comes back, but it, well, dang, we ain't got no McNeil. So I don't get. Yeah, McNeil, McNeil left McNeil needs to, no. center. Uh, Nemo right. When when Familia comes in the game for the setup man, that's when Lagares and Keon Broxton get in. The At game. this point, I would even put Familia as the fifth starter than Jason. You Vargas. can't beat a fifth. Starter. No, than Jason. Other than Jason Vargas, but, but he's not a starting pitcher. So I don't he's... care. I would put him as starting pitcher. <laughs> All right. So, what we've come. To wrap up this show, what we've come up with is from our listeners is, A, we need to sign Jacob DeGrom to a contract extension. Yeah, I can agree. B, if we sign Bryce Harper, it needs to be a creative deal. But if we don't sign him, me and you aren't upset. Yeah. But it, it does make sense to bring him in on a... If you can get him on a, a one-year deal or a creative two- or three-year deal... I want to be mad at it. Um, and then fifth starter, we like Gio Gonzalez, but we're leaning towards... Dallas Kiko. Dallas. Dallas. We need Dallas. Bring Dallas to New York. Exactly. So That's what we need. What else um, should we discuss? You know, there's not a whole bunch else that uh going on right now, but is there anything else that you wanted to mention about baseball or... One thing. Oh, um, tell the the listeners about the the signing. I mean, he was on the team last year, but oh, yeah. the catcher. The catcher. 
Yeah, the catcher that we signed. Oh, yeah. The Mets signed, again, Devin Mazzarocco to um, a minor league deal. Minor league deal. And, but he will play in spring training. Yeah, I heard um, Mickey Calloway say that he may even open up the season with three catchers on the roster. Um, apparently, the pitchers really like this catcher. And, I, you know, he caught, uh, I want to say, 20 games for DeGrom. So, DeGrom must really like him. Um, all the Mets pitchers wanted him on the team. So, obviously, he's doing something good. and seems like to be a good leader. So, that was the one signing that has happened since our last episode. Uh, other than that, any other baseball news? Nope. Um, well, I'll talk about that in our next podcast. All right. So, once again, I'd like to thank our... Uh, now, I'm not going to say our listeners, because these are Mets fans that we reached out to. Hopefully, they become listeners. Shout out to Walter Frank, Jeff Rod, and Robert. So thank you guys for uh, contributing to this week's episode of the Jason and Cole Father Son Thing podcast. And uh, as I'm, a, I'm Cole. I'm Jason. And as always, if breaking news happens, we'll jump on and give you a short little uh, episode of breaking news. But or long if, if nothing breaks, we'll be back at you next week with a new episode. Thank you for listening. Shout out to everybody that supports us. We really appreciate it. Without you guys, we couldn't have a podcast. And um, that's it. So, I'm Jason. I'm Cole. And we're signing off. Peace. Peace. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.